0: listening to Red Hat Summit Radio 2014. Make sure you listen in all week for great shows throughout each day of Summit here at the Moscone.
1: Hey guys, you're listening to another podcast from Red Hat Summit 2014 here at the Moscone Center, of San Francisco in California. Um, sitting opposite me is uh, a man who has really shaped and defined how we as a company take the next steps with emerging technologies and development technologies and frameworks. Dr. Mark Little, say hello. Hello. JBoss, since the acquisition, Interestingly, I went out for a drink last night with a guy called Larry Augustin, who is my boss at VA, who was part and parcel of JBoss coming on board at Red Hat, and also the shaping of JBoss when it first started out. And he said to me half a dozen times that JBoss is one of these technologies that's really shaping and changing the way developers are able to get applications to the net compared to the web logic, the, the, the traditional ways of working, which, of course, carry that huge price against it. So... JBoss, as it's grown within Red Hat, do you think now that we're turning a corner?
0: Um, Yeah, definitely. I think probably we turned that corner about 18 months or so ago. Mm -hmm. Um, We did a lot of uh, soul-searching with um, AS6, so the application server in the community, which was the basis of EAP5. And it was good, but um, when you looked at trying to deploy it into cloud, and back then, you know, mobile was really taking off—at least as far as developers were concerned. Um, that technology that we had really wasn't good enough. It was not not possible for us to get the kind of densities that we needed on OpenShift. Mm-hmm. So we took a gamble and we rearchitected um, the, the core of it. I mean, the components that go into it—transactions, messaging, etc.—they're um, they're pretty much the same mm-hmm. uh, now as they were. 18, 24 months ago. Uh, but the core of, of Wildfly, which was the rename of the application server, is significantly different than it was. And that's, I think that's helped us to drive its uh, adoption much more heavily into into areas that we probably only dreamed about you know, three, four, five years ago.
1: But this, the sensible acquisition of Fuse, that, that's a game changer. Because so you look at who their customers were prior to coming on board at Red Hat, you know the the u.s. national air transportation people spec savers companies like that who they're not daft they know exactly what technology they're acquiring and it gave you muscle from both a messaging perspective but also from the acquisition of people like james stracken who you know i can sit and listen to that guy all day Uh, i was coming into sfo the other night and i didn't realize he'd he'd actually been sitting about four rows behind me on the plane the whole way over now I got a conferences where I talked, and he holds the room in the palm of his hand. That's that's major muscle for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean,
0: when we finally acquired them, that was actually the second time that we tried to acquire them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it definitely filled a, a significant hole in, in the stack that we had. You know, we've been trying um, ourselves and, and using some of the same upstream community projects in some of our products, but getting those guys, the technology uh, as well,
1: was, a, was a, definitely a really big shot in the arm. But also the messaging side of it as well, all the Apache Camel, and Key stuff, it, it just adds more integrity and weight to what you're trying to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've got to
0: remember also that we, we did have and still do have some significant
1: messaging technologies Oh, uh, no, I appreciate that completely. Themselves. But it just it complements what you're trying to do.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been a catalyst. It's been a catalyst definitely to take what we've got and combine it with uh, ActiveMQ and try and come up with a, a single unified messaging strategy, which is good for our communities and good for our customers.
1: You also have the likes of Eric Chabelle in Europe, who is Mr. BRMS, the guy who understands and who's really redefined an approach to making customers, taking them on that transformational journey. Uh, yeah yeah i mean eric does a great job
0: um but you know let's not forget that um you know he he does a great job because the engineering team oh no i agree you know, completely. Like mark and, and chris do a do a fantastic job of delivering something that customers want and that eric can can kind of uh, enhance really, really well
1: okay, so let me turn that on its head in the last in the last two years uh, he's gone on a transformational journey himself, writing the book, and yeah. you know he stands in front of small audiences across Europe um, and really inspires them to think about why jboss is relevant to the decision making they make with technology refresh
0: yeah, definitely. Eric does an absolutely fantastic job
1: next steps Xats. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, well, um, XPaaS is something that we that we announced at uh, Java 1 uh, 2013. I've yep. forgotten what year we're in now. <laughs> um, and at Summit, we demoed during the keynote some significant components of, of XPaz, um like messaging and um, fabric and um, BPMS, which is our new um Business Process Management Suite, mm-hmm. um, which Eric has been involved with. Um, and that's that's going to continue. Expaz is not a, you know, just because we, we released something at Summit, it's not done. It's going to continue to roll. And it's certainly an area that we're going to be investing in for a, a number of years to come.
1: I was sitting at the back of the room when you were giving your keynote and Craig was sitting was on stage. And very huge, well, a large amount of energy in the room, people understanding that, You know, IT is changing. Developers are changing their place within the IT workplace, aren't they? Within the enterprise. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. Um, Developers are no longer just you know people that you you have to have a necessary evil. Um, I think now. Developers are recognised as, you know, the the, the kind of the kingmakers, if you like. The, if you've got a really good developer, somebody, particularly in open source, who can be seen as a leader, mm-hmm. then you can build a business around them. And in some ways, it's it's happened before. It's not necessarily new. You know, if you look at JBoss, you know, the people like Gavin King, Mark Fleury, Bill Burke, yeah. etc., um, recognised leaders. And um, you know, there's been the same in, in other um, open source uh, efforts
1: but the jboss.org community is still critical to where you're going.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yes. Um but it's it's grown quite a bit since the acquisition. It's you know we now embrace uh, Eclipse and Apache and, and and other communities.
1: But I I was at University of Bath a few months ago um and undergraduates there using jboss.org cutting their teeth on drools. And thinking, well, this is actually going to give us a career when we leave university mm. because we can go and start using JBoss.com, using BRMS, yep. doing all the cool stuff. And that's really part of the message, isn't it? If you're interested and serious about doing middleware development, JBoss.org is a huge Swiss army knife for you to go and do that.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, you know, just going back to xPAs and something else that we mentioned in, in the keynote, um, these new waves, you know, clouds... Uh, not, not a new wave anymore, but you know if you look at that and mobile and internet of things where we 're trying to position JBoss.org technologies as being applicable to these mm-hmm. things um, uh, you know somebody at university today who really is interested in in mobile or, or social for instance you yeah. know the facebook generation they don't have to immediately just ignore jboss.org because it's in the past been associated with java ee mm-hmm. um, it lots of technologies there are relevant to these non-java EE uh, environments now
1: and of course people embracing OpenShift need to remember that jboss is the muscle behind uh, behind the curtain if you are
0: um, you might say that. I think it's a collaborative effort.
1: Uh, okay, well, I still think it's the enabling force which actually makes things work. But
0: Yeah, well, I can say you might say that. I, po- <laughs> I can't possibly comment.
1: Okay, Mark, it's been great having you on the podcast. Thanks for making time. Yeah. Thanks, Richard.